How many of you have some uh, some rules and regulations, some immutable facts about uh, when you can begin decorating for Christmas, when you start the, the Christmas season? Anybody, do you have rules about that, like a certain day that like you can't do anything until until that day? Yep. Some, some, some people, it's like the day after... Some days like the day after Thanksgiving, and some it's like December 1st, some it's December 15th, some it's the night before Christmas. Uh, a lot of stores, it's the 4th of July, right? As soon as it's over, they start putting stuff out for, but, but how, many, how many of y'all have started getting ready for Christmas? Let me just see, you know, done something at your house. Yeah, okay. Yeah, this weekend, we, we started doing that. Uh, I'm in charge of exterior illumination, so... Um, I've started putting some stuff up around the outside of the house. We got all the stuff out of the attic last last night, and uh, we're going to put that up this week. But um, there's there's a day each year that we start uh, getting ready for Christmas, and we and there's nothing can happen before this day. Um, it's it's November the twentieth, and the reason why it's November the twentieth is because my daughter Lily Brooks's birthday is November the nineteenth. And nothing can happen in the month of November prior to November the 19th that's not focused on Lily Brooks's birthday. So like November 1st, we started counting down, right? And then the week before her birthday, we started giving her little gifts and it just sort of escalated all the way up until Friday, November the 19th. It was like this festive frenzy, right? Where we were all together and, and, and it just, it was all about the celebration. And it wasn't just uh, it wasn't just her birthday, but it was actually this year, it was the day after her birthday because we couldn't just have one party. We had to have two parties. One party on Friday night was for the family, and then the party on Saturday was for uh, her little friends to come over and, and celebrate. And some of y'all know that I'm usually in charge of making the birthday cake. And so this year, my heart got broken a little bit. My daughter asked if she could get like a professional made cake for her birthday. So, um, of course, I graciously said, we'll just have two cakes. And so, uh, Friday night, I, I made the one for the family party. And then Saturday night, we had the professional made cake for the party with her friends. But um, the, the point is, we're still eating leftover birthday cake to this day. But the idea is, it wasn't just the day, right? It, was, it had to be a whole season of celebration. And, and I share that today. My point is, that's, that's exactly where I want us to begin as we think about uh, this season of Advent. Uh, we're moving into a season of celebration. It's, it's not just about uh, one day, it's about a whole season. And, and it's celebration, but it's not necessarily celebration like, like we think about celebration. It's not the same kind of celebration that what we see in TV commercials or online ads or, uh, or even in stores, right? It's it's not a season that's, that's centered on around good presence, although those are great, right? Advent is a season that's centered around God's presence. And so uh, for us to begin to, to, to live into this, we need to understand what that means. So that's what this series is all about. Today's the first Sunday of Advent. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna be talking about what that looks like in our lives and in the life of our church. And the name of this series is God with us. That's what we celebrate during this season of Advent, God with us. And what I want you to understand, what I hope this series will help us be reminded of, is that God with us is not necessarily telling us where God is, it's telling us who God is, that God is God with us. And, and that truth changes everything for us. 
Um, it changes the way we see this season and the way that we see our lives and the way that we see our relationship with Christ and with others. So uh, that's where I want us to begin today. And I want to give just a little bit of backstory in case you don't know. Uh, the word Advent comes from this Latin word, Adventus. And what it means literally is coming or arrival. And it became a tradition in the fourth century. The early church celebrated this uh, this season of Advent, but it wasn't grounded in uh, the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem. It was actually about the second coming of Christ in glory. The early church would prepare uh, members for baptism, and during this time, they would teach them how to live their new lives in Christ in light of the second coming of Christ. So it's kind of like what one of those phrases that I love to say, right? It's not just that it happened, it's that it's still happening and that it's going to happen one day. So, so the truth of it is that Christ has come to us and Christ comes to us and Christ will come to us again. But until then, we wait in eager expectation and anticipation for the God who comes to come. Does that make sense? Uh, it's not, Advent isn't just an extension of Christmas. It's a season that, that links the past, the present, and the future. See, we share in this longing with, with ancient believers and current believers and future believers as, as we all wait in eager anticipation for the Messiah to come to us, to be with us, and to come again. So here's my little definition of Advent. Advent is a season of celebrating the God who comes to us as one of us to be with us so that we might be with him now and forever. See, that's the beautiful thing about our faith in Jesus Christ. All the, all the major world religions are about how we can get to God. Uh, but our faith, the God that we worship and, and serve, our Christianity is about how God has come to us, to be with us, to be, to be one of us. God has come to us as God with us. And, and with Jesus, who is God with us, comes these, these gifts of Advent that we celebrate, the gift of hope and the gift of peace and the gift of joy and the gift of love. These are all gifts that, that are available to us because Jesus came to be with us, that, that Jesus is God with us. It's not just what God did or where God is. It's about who God is in Jesus Christ. Because God has come to us in Jesus, we can come to God through Jesus. We can experience life abundant and eternal in Christ. And we can experience life together in Christ as a community of faith because of what Jesus has done for us. That's the hope that's ours in Christ. And so, that's what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're going to focus on, on the first gift of Advent, and we're going to look at how with Jesus comes hope. So I want to begin by asking you the question, what, what comes to mind for you when you think of hope? What's the picture that you have in your head? Uh, for me, I guess maybe because it's football season, but uh, one of the first images that come to my head when I think of hope is, is, is that pass from the, from the quarterback to the wide receiver as it's just spiraling through the air as it's floating towards its target. You can see the look on the quarterback's face, right? I hope, I hope he catches it. Maybe a few other more serious examples. Maybe it's the look on, on someone's face when the doctor comes out of the operating room. 
hope. Maybe it's the, the percentage that you do have of, of beating cancer. I hope. It's the, the faint line on the stick when you've been struggling to get pregnant. I hope. Maybe it's the headlights at the end of the street when there are just a few minutes left until curfew. I hope. See, hope is, is the age-old question when we find ourselves in certain circumstances, maybe in the middle of pain and suffering or the middle of wandering and, and wondering, in the middle of a sleepless night, in the middle of a loveless marriage, in the middle of a dead-end job, in the middle of a hospital waiting room. It's right there in the middle of our brokenness in our lives and brokenness in our world when our broken hearts cry out, where is God? The answer that hope whispers back is God is with us in the midst of it. What does hope look like for you right now? Where do you need hope right now? Well, today, as we begin this series, I want to talk about two places that I know we can go to find hope. Not just in this season, but in every season and situation of life, every circumstance that we struggle and experience, whether it's the past or the, the present or the future, whether it's on the mountaintop or in the valley or, or through the desert. And what I think you'll see, the truth is, you don't really have to go anywhere to find it. Hope is found right here, right now. But sometimes we need to be reminded of where to go to be reminded that God is with us and that hope is ours in him. So, so here's the first place we can go to find hope. Hope is found in God's character and nature. It's, it's who God is and was and will be. This is one of my favorite passages of scripture. Uh, a few weeks ago, I made these uh, these shelves to put in our kitchen to hang our coffee mugs on and, and uh, asked my wife to put, uh, she does vinyl work, and I had her put this verse in vinyl on the top of it where our coffee mugs hang, where we can see it every morning, and it's this passage from Lamentations. It says, uh, his mercies are new each morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. I want to read the whole passage for you. This is Lamentations 3, 21 through 26. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. That's the wonderful promise that we have of God's faithfulness. That's, that's what our hope is in. It's in him. Hebrews 13.8 says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the God who's been faithful to us will be faithful to us and will continue to be faithful to us. His mercies are new each morning. Each morning I can wake up with hope. Whatever I face throughout the day, I can have hope, not necessarily in what's happened, but in who God is 
in his faithfulness, in his unchanging love for us. It's who God is. And we begin, when we can begin to understand who we are in light of who God is, then that changes everything. It changes how we view each day and how we go about each day. Last week, we, uh, we finished up a series called We is Greater Than Me, and, and we, we had this foundational truth that we ended with. It was the same foundational truth that we started with. It's, it's the same foundational truth that I think we should always start with and end with and everything in between. And for this particular conversation, it was this. We want to be generous because God is generous. That's who we want to be because that's who God is. And friends, see, that doesn't just apply to generosity. It, it, it applies to every part of our life of faith. I believe that every meaningful conversation about the life of faith has to begin and end with that foundational truth. It's always about who God is, God's character and God's nature, who he is and, and what that means for our lives. And so when we think about hope, when we think about uh, God with us, when we think about these gifts of Advent, we have to begin with, with the question. In other words, what is God like? What does it look like to, to truly know him, to truly serve him, to truly walk with him and follow him every day of our life? And that's the beautiful thing about the gospel, the good news of God's grace, is that if we want to know what God's like, all we have to do is look to Jesus. Amen? He's the author and perfecter of our faith. He is the perfect representation of the invisible God. Not only did Jesus live and die and rise from the dead to give us new life, abundant life, eternal life through forgiving our sins, he revealed to us through his life and through his death and through his resurrection, not only the true character and nature of God, but, but how we can truly know him and become more like him through a life of surrender and humble obedience to God. His life showed us that. He revealed God's compassion and care and generosity as he healed the sick, as he touched lepers, as he went out to seek the least and the last and the lost. That revealed to us God's heart for God's people. He revealed to us God's provision and God's power as he fed the multitudes, as he cast out demons. It was in who he is and everything that he did, it revealed to us, it revealed to the world both then and now who God is, what God's like, what it is to be in God's presence. And so the Bible literally tells us that he comes to be called Emmanuel, God with us. That brings me to the second thing this morning. Uh, number two, hope is found in God's word and God's spirit, in what God says and what God does through the power of the Holy Spirit. Matthew's gospel tells the story of Jesus' coming like this. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin shall conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God 
with us. John's gospel describes Jesus' coming like this. It's my favorite verse in the Bible. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. See, the truth of God's grace is that because Christ has come, hope can be found right here, right now. We don't have to go searching for it in situations, in circumstances, in, in, in other relationships and responsibilities, in, in possessions or, or position. Hope is found right here, right now. We don't have to do anything to, to earn it. We just have to receive it as a gift of God's grace. Hope is found not, not only in who God is and, and, and was and will be. Not only, it's, it's not only in what God says and what God does through his word and through his spirit, but it's, it's real. It's right here. It's found in the scriptures. It's found in human history. It's found in our lives and our life together. This is the good news of God's grace that's ours in Jesus Christ. It's the gift that we've been given, but the gift that we've been called not to keep to ourselves. It's a gift that we need to share with others. Amen? So, so this morning, what, as we begin this, this season of Advent, whatever season of life you find yourself in right now, whatever circumstances or situations that you're facing, whatever darkness or pain you might be going through at the moment, I just want to encourage you this morning not to abandon hope. Hope is alive because Jesus is alive. Even in our deepest pain, even in our most hopeless circumstances, he is still way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Those aren't just words we sing. It's true. That is who God is. Amen? And that very same God is with us in the midst of it all. See, the amazing truth about the hope that comes with Christ, the, the hope that we celebrate at Advent, it's different than any other kind of hope because it's a hope that comes regardless of the outcome. Does that make sense? It's a hope that comes even when, the, when things don't turn out the way that we hoped they would. It's a hope that comes even if that pass goes right through the hands of the wide receiver. It's a hope that comes even when cancer seems to be having the last word. It's a hope that comes when the line on that stick doesn't turn the right color. It's a hope that comes when the, the headlights at the end of the street are actually blue lights. Because you see, God with us means that God is not only with us in the waiting and wandering and wondering, God is waiting on the other side of whatever outcome that we might face. God is with us to celebrate in the good, but God is also with us to weep in the not so good. To be with us, come what may. To walk with us through every high and every low of our human existence because our God knows what it's like to be human. That's why Advent is a season of celebration like no other because it's a season of celebration even in the face of suffering. It's a rejoicing even in the face of rough times. It's, it's worship even in the face of worrying and wondering and, and wandering for no other reason 
then God is with us. See, the good news is that because Jesus came, because Jesus comes, because Jesus is coming again, there is no situation or circumstance in life in which God is not with us. Because Jesus lived and died and rose again and is coming again, there is no situation or circumstance now or forever in which we are, not, in which we are without God. The hope is found right here, right now, always has, always will be. Because that's who God is. And that's what God does. Because that's what God's word says. That's what God's spirit confirms. Even when we can't feel it. Even when we can't see it. We believe it. Hope is here to heal our broken hearts. And to help heal our broken world. So I pray that that amazing truth would be the source of our hope as we walk through this season together and every season of life. I want to leave you with this, these words of hope from Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Paul says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer for you and for me as we begin this season of Advent, this season of hope together. But my challenge to you is this. Don't wait for the day that we open all of our presents to be open to God's presence in your life. Don't wait until Christmas Eve to enjoy this amazing gift of God's grace, to experience the hope that's ours in Jesus Christ. Let's, let's stretch this out. Let's let this be a season of celebration. So go ahead and, and open the present of God's presence, which, which is and was and will always be God with us. Amen? I want to pray for us. The band's going to come up and lead us in, in one more song. And, and as they do, I pray that the truth of these words wouldn't be just words that we would sing, but it would be our, our prayer to God. It would be our response to who God is in, in our lives and in our life together. If, if you have questions about a relationship with Christ or relationship with this community of faith, I, I'd love to talk to you. If you want to just come forward and pray, the altars are open. If you want somebody to pray with you, I'd love to pray with you. Um, but with just these few minutes that we have left in our service today, I just invite you to open your heart to what God might be putting on it, that you would respond to it, whatever God's calling you today, knowing that God is with us here now. Let's pray together. God, we love you. We thank you for your presence and provision and power in our lives and in our life together. God, we thank you that, that even in the midst of all the, the struggles of this life and of this world, that you don't just stand back and, and, and you're uninvolved, but, but you have come to us. You desire to be with us in the middle of it all, even, even in, in the messiness of our lives. We thank you that you come and, and you want to be with us. You want to walk with us. You want to carry us through whatever it is that we have to experience. And, and, and you want to celebrate with us and rejoice with us when we, when we celebrate and rejoice. We just thank you, God, that no matter what, you're with us. You love us. You offer us grace and mercy and forgiveness, the kind of grace that, that transforms us, that gives us these gifts of hope and peace and joy and love. God, help us to receive it today. 
so that we might share it with others. Help us to be transformed so that we might go from this place to be a part of the transformation that you're bringing about in this world. God, we love you and we thank you and we pray all this in the mighty, powerful name of Emmanuel, God with us, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Would you stand as we sing?